Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I belong, I belong to you. I belong, I belong to you. You know just what you want. You're the one I try. You're the one I try. I'm Si and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of the Andy Campbell Championship Show. This is episode number 58. It's Friday, so it's time to talk about the championship. Only a couple of shows left of the season. Uh, The show is available live on Facebook, YouTube and Twitter, Stroke Periscope. Ace Podcast Nation is also the home to other great shows and series featuring top guests, expert analysis and more. You can check out us on social media please subscribe to the youtube channel and uh, links to all are in the description below plus of course follow the show's twitter at ac footy show on all social media for uh, the latest on new guests and i like including this monday show with a certain ex-everton cardiff city and wales captain mr kevin ratcliffe will be joining us 
Of course, a big shout out to Martin Spate and Black Diamond Sports for all their support with the show. Black Diamond Sports is a global sports agency representing sports stars from around the world. For more information, you can visit their social media page. Links in the description and at the end of the show in the closing credits. And another big thank you to Dan Ralson and Bespoke Financial for sponsoring the Andy Campbell shows. And uh, here's just a quick word from them. My mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance. It sounds like something to protect my brother and me, but I don't really understand. Then my auntie Louise told mummy about Bespoke Financial Teesside. She said they're a local company who helped her with her life insurance. Mummy got in touch and because they're based locally, a man called Darren was able to come to our house. He was really friendly. Darren stayed for a cup of tea and made it all really easy to understand. He said that life insurance will protect our home and family if anything bad were to happen. Like if mummy or daddy got sick, then we'd get enough money to take care of us and our house would be paid for so we wouldn't get taken away. After an hour, Darren said goodbye and Mummy and Daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted, we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. Yeah, big thanks to Darren Ralston and Bespoke Financial for sponsoring the show. Bespoke Financial specialise in life insurance, critical illness, income protection, mortgages and of course sports cover. So uh, have a look at their stuff. Uh, links for their website and the social media are also in the ending credits and below. So joining me to talk about the championship, the playoff semi-finals, and much, much more is the Speed Demon, the Goal Collector, ex-Cardiff City and Middlesbrough striker, Mr Andy Campbell. How are you, mate? Good evening, mate. Yeah, very well. Yeah, it's been a, been a strange week. Um wasn't the best of uh, best of endings last night, um, uh, but a great week of football again. So interesting. It's just the the championship is just the the most fascinating fascinating league in the world, and, and just keeps uh, just keeps giving giving more and more. And um, you know, I mean, the playoff semi finals just didn't disappoint as expected. No, they did not. It was uh, it was very very interesting, which you know we'll discuss them leg by leg. Gaz there says this is the second best pod in the UK about to start. With the first one being the Andy Campbell football show. What a lovely comment that is. Bang on, bang on, bang on. Can't fault him. Actually, I'll probably, I'll probably argue. I think, I think they're equal. I think they're equal. Yeah. This is original. This is original. This is the OG. The OG. Yeah, original. Um, yeah, obviously, disappointing for Cardiff. We'll get into it in a minute. Um, but overall, thoughts of Cardiff uh, over the two legs, mate, just briefly. Um, uh, didn't disappoint. Um, left himself a lot to do. Uh, but did themselves very proud. Uh, manager couldn't have done any more. Players couldn't give any more. Uh, and probably my biggest regret is uh, is that the fans weren't there to to give them the send off that which they deserved because they put a real shift in last night um, and all season. So players deserve huge credit. Dust themselves down and go again because they've proved now that they're good enough. So now they just need to believe in themselves a little bit more. And, and, and hit next season the way that they finish this season and, and 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 go for gold, go for it straight away. Yeah, um, well, I'll, we'll talk about it in a minute. Um, I disagree with some of the stuff you said, but no, they did uh, they did very well last night. Um, ultimately, you've got to take your chances in the big yeah, games, yeah. and yeah. they didn't. But there we go. Uh, guys, just saying there, Cardiff's first leg let them down. 
and yeah, you know, they were good for about 15, 20 minutes of the first leg, but after that, they were not great. Their uh, defending particularly was not particularly good. But anyway, we'll, uh, we'll discuss both games, both ties, uh, in detail in just a minute. But as usual, we'll start with any other business. And uh, first of all, we have the managerial merry-go-round, that is football. Yeah. Uh, Middlesbrough announced that Neil Warnock is staying on as manager. Uh, I will let you give your opinion first. Um, now, listen, I, I was so pleased when he came in and uh, and sorted the football club out and, and saved them from relegation. And, and I was all for him to stay. And I was, I was really excited that when I did hear the rumour that he was going to stay, I was really, really excited for him to stay. The, the, the problem I've got is, is the wording or, um, or probably the lack of words. Um, in regards to contract and length of contract, because for me, Sai, you can't plan or deliver a plan um, in a year. So it's going to be such a, 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 a tough process because if you have a sloppy start, then it's going to be another dead season. I can't afford Middlesbrough Football Club to have another wasted season. They've had a wasted season this season and they can't afford another one. And, and I think if Neil Warnock was given a, a, a two-year plan or three, then he would have been able to implement certain things and progress over over time, and I think it's just going to be a it's going to be difficult to um, a to attract the kind of players um, that he wants or the club wants because of the short term appointment that he's got. And my point is that um, Neil Warnock brings in four or five players, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, but then a new manager comes in in twelve months' time and doesn't fancy five, six, seven of these players that are being brought in, what happens then? You've got to start all over again. And I just, I, I want a plan. I want a long-term plan. And I want, I, want, I want the club to progress over the years. And I see certain other clubs who've, uh, Leeds United took the time and then all of a sudden progressed over the years and, and got, the, got the way they wanted to be. And, and certain other clubs have done it the right way. Brentford have done it. Um, Norwich did it a couple of years, years ago. And, uh, and, and I want that back for my football club. But I, I don't see it with, with in the short term, unfortunately. Yeah, so I seem to have a different opinion, similar to what yours is, but different to a lot of people what I've seen on social media. Um, everyone seems quite positive about it. Look, for me, um, look, I'll start by saying Neil Warnock, absolute legend of Cardiff City. When he came into Cardiff, he saved the club. They were heading only one way, and that was towards the relegation zone. He saved us, not just saved us. He got us together, got the team playing, got the fans united behind the team, and he got them up. However, in my opinion, it's interesting. Uh, someone just put in the comments that he should have retired last summer. I agree with that. I think he should have retired last summer because I think he did, unfortunately, did more damage to Cardiff City this year, which is going to take a bit of time to sort out. I felt quite sorry for Neil Harris in that. And similar with Middlesbrough now. Um, like you say, he'll bring in probably, at least I would have thought, four, maybe five players in the summer. The maximum Neil Warnock is going to stay at Middlesbrough is two years, I would say. Mm. I think that's probably a fair assumption. Um, and a new manager comes in. The likelihood is... Because what you get is when you get these managers who play a certain way, um, after a couple of years, the fans get fed up, the, the owners and the chief executives get fed up. So they bring in a manager who they want to play football a certain yeah. way. They want it to be a bit more aesthetically pleasing. So those players which Neil Warnock brings in likely won't fit that aesthetic, which creates a big problem then because you've not only got to get rid of 
four or five players because they don't fit what the new manager wants. But equally, you've also got to buy players to, to get them in. Um, and I think that's where Cardiff struggled this year, to be honest, um, is that they didn't have the players to play the way Neil, the way Neil Harris wanted. So I, I, I would have, if I was a Middlesbrough fan, I would have preferred to have a younger manager come in and maybe have Warnock working above him. Well, that's that's, that's what, I, what I would have liked all along. You know, I've done a couple of interviews over the last couple of days, and I, I spoke uh, quite freely about um, about a, a director of football, uh, and I think he would have been absolutely perfect. I think it would have taken the, the pressure off him, um, and 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 it, and, it, and it would have been it would have been would have been absolutely great, you know. But it's just it wasn't it wasn't meant to be, you know. It was it was. Um, he's, he's come in as manager, you know. What I mean, he set his stall out. He's given the chairman um, a, a number of players. Um, he signed um, his first player today in Grand, in Grand Hall. Uh, and and listen, it, 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 the proof's in the pudding. Uh, so we're just going to have to we're just going to have to see uh, how he's done. Obviously, I think Grant was at QPR last QPR last season, um, and. And we just have to say, I think, I think, I think the the signings that Middlesbrough used to make years and years ago of um, big signings on big money, those days are well gone. And and people and fans like myself have to sometimes just suck it up and get on with it and, and just uh, and just and just see the progression. And, and and I'm all for progression. I'm, I want them to do well. I'm desperate for them to do well. But I just uh, I just don't want them to go backwards a little bit. And uh, and you know, and and I'm in a, I'm in a similar mould that um, I think Neil Neil took this job on. Because, uh, because of how Cardiff City ended, you know, I, I feel as though he wanted to go off on a high, and and for me, this would have been his high. Anyway, yeah. This would have been his high, and and uh, and and if, if listen, if he gets Middlesbrough in the Premier League next year, he's going to want to stay because he wants he don't want to see it through. And and, and like, like like you said, you don't want you don't want him to to to, um, to probably carry on as long as he probably did at Cardiff with um, with the way that things ended at Cardiff City, unfortunately. Yeah. I think he just stayed that one season too long, kind of. In, in my, my opinion, you know, people are obviously entitled to their own opinion on that. Uh, Gaz says, which young manager though would you have uh, preferred to have? I think there's, I think there's, there's, there's various. Yeah, well, yeah, and, and Chris has been chatted around a few times, and there's also ex-players who are, who are starting to come out of the game with with good qualifications. Um, uh, and listen, I was all for Jonathan Woodgate to get the job, and I was all for him to do well. But he needed help and guidance, and that's where I think he got let down a little bit. And you yeah, know what I mean. If if it, it, if he'd have had if he'd have had um, a Neil Warnock above him, uh, then I think he would have done, he would have done absolutely fantastic. And that's I think that's that's the biggest shame for me. The um, the one thing which kind of confuses me a little bit about Borough's decision is obviously they brought in Woodgate because they wanted to play a certain way, but also have a young you know manager, a hometown lad. Great. We discussed at the start of the season many times about it's important they give him time. They had to give him time, you know. And eventually they they succumbed and they didn't give him enough time probably for him to build something. I, I get why because they, you know, there was potentially they could have been going down if they had kept him. I understand that completely. However, you've got to you've got to pick, haven't you? Which way you want to go, and you've got to see it through. And that's my kind of. My bone to pick with with Cardiff, with Borough, and a couple of other teams is if you want to go one way and then it's playing football a certain way, that's fine. But you've got to stick with it. You've got to stick with your manager. If the manager's struggling, don't just sack him. Bring in 
and Neil Warnock above him. Why didn't they do that instead of sacking Woodgate? Why didn't they bring Warnock in above him? But I, I can go. I can go back to. I think it was two thousand at Middlesbrough, um, and Brian Robson was having a really tough time. We were struggling with results, and um, and we brought in Terry Venables to be. Um, I'd say director of football, but he came in to advise. He came in to help. He came in to, to tweak and tinker things, and. And he kept us up. He did an absolutely fantastic job to Terry. His, his, his tactical awareness and his his abilities and skills around the training ground and, and on a match day were, were second to none. And um, and I think sometimes it's not a cry for help. It's it's just to help the football club and push the push the club in the right direction. And uh, I think sometimes you don't have to be embarrassed to to accept that kind of help. Yes. Um, the other managerial uh, sort of things going on is you've got uh, Birmingham I think uh, the set to they might have announced him now that Karanka has taken over would you have taken him as a new as borough manager no I don't think you go back I, I, listen he had he had amazing success at Middlesbrough uh, he did he did an absolutely cracking job he he did exactly what we wanted and more uh, but I think I don't think you, you need to return or, or should return to your, to your old club because the squad is 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 different. You know what I mean. The 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 football club's different. The atten- everything is different when he when he left it. So for me, it was a a decision for him to go and find the right football club. He's been linked with Birmingham City for for a while. He's been linked with Bristol City for a while. I, I know he was linked in the states um, and back in his homeland Spain. So I'm I'm pleased he's got a job or, or getting a job. Uh, it'd be nice to see how he does. Uh, but I think it's a big job for him because I don't think he's going to get things the way that he. The way that he expects and uh, and 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 the players that he's working with, uh, I don't think will be as good as the players that he had when he was with his time at Middlesbrough. No, uh, Gaz says, please take David Moyes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, Bristol seem to be on the brink of naming the new manager. Looks like well, the bookies' favourite is Alex Neil, who's the current Preston manager, uh, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, he's um, he's done a he's done a great job though, Sai. He's done a he's yes. he's had a, he's had a great season really uh, on limited him. limited resources. Uh, but are Bristol City going to spend a similar amount this season as they did last year? Because if they, if they have got that kind of budget again, uh, Alex Neil, I think he'll do a he'll do a cracking job and, and spend and spend it in the right way because he'll potentially bring um, a couple of the big hitters from from Preston North End who had a who had some had amazing seasons, um, and uh, and Bristol City could be. Uh, could be a, a force to be reckoned with if if they do uh, if they do right. bring in a kind of manager like that. I think it's safe to say they've got a bit of cash again because they tried to get Stephen Gerrard from Rangers, which wouldn't have been cheap on all fronts, uh, but he turned them down. Um, look, do I think Alex Neal's done a fantastic job at Preston North End? Absolutely, I think he's done an excellent job. Um, do I think he's right fit for Bristol City I'm not entirely sure um, like I, if, if I owned a football club in Bristol's Elk who've got money I don't know whether he'd be the guy I'd want to give 20 million to in the summer but yeah, you know it's just my opinion again yeah. personally um, I think if Wickham hadn't got promoted I think you'd have seen more clubs looking at Gareth Ainsworth because he's got such a fantastic reputation already as a manager and a coach but obviously with Wickham going up it's unlikely that he'd go to a different championship club for instance um, but I think if they had just missed out I would have think he would have uh, had a few offers from championship clubs um, I'm surprised Chris Hewton hasn't been uh, more heavily linked with that Bristol mm. job because he is the sort of manager who you could give a few quid to 
Any I'm job, Si, any job. I, I'm, 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 I'm a little bit concerned about why he hasn't got a job or is he still... Was his Can last job... Fall out was it, was his, his last, last job, job <laughs> was it Brighton Hove Albion? Uh, yeah, he's, you had, yeah, Brighton was after Newcastle, wasn't it? So, Brighton job. Is he, is he, is he... Is he still getting paid by Brighton? Is that is that why he's not jumping in a club? Can he not? Is he not allowed? We just the th- thing is over the contract and with with the second. Sometimes you're not allowed if you're getting put on garden leave. You're not allowed to take another job for a certain amount of time. Because he, for me, is a top manager. And why any club isn't oh, isn't throwing? Year, why isn't somebody throwing money at him and throwing a contract at him? Because he's a he's a cracking manager and he's and he's done well wherever he's gone. Yeah, he's won manager of the manager of the month several times. Uh, in the Premier League and the Championship, yeah, he's won the Manager of the Year in the Football yeah. League a couple of times. Uh, he's an absolute superb coach. Um, you could argue that he's, you know, he he was interim manager at Spurs. He was manager at Newcastle, interim manager at Newcastle. He's been at Birmingham, you know, Norwich, Brighton. He's had a mixed bag. Yeah. Um, but where do you know? Every time he's had a long, uh, a long period where he's settled. So his win percentage at Spurs, where he had he played like just six games as interim manager for that one season, ninety eight, he had a fifty percent win average. When he stood at Newcastle from two thousand and nine June to December two thousand and ten, he had a win average of fifty five percent. Birmingham, he was there for a year, forty one percent. Norwich, twenty nine percent. He was there for mm. a couple of years. Brighton, uh, Five years he was there, forty percent win rate yeah. with Brighton he, in the Premier League. I think that's. I think he did a great. He, he, he did. He did a great job at Brighton. I, and, and for me, I think that was his. That was a really tough job because in the Premier League, limited resources. You know that not now that, that like signing Adam Lallana on big money. You know he didn't have those kind of resources. So no. for me, he did a. He did an amazing job, and he's. Uh, think 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 that uh, that boat's well sailed, James. To be honest, well mm. sailed. Mm-hmm. Me and Dave Jones. Dream team. Yeah, that's it. That's it, mate. That's the one. Um, next bit of any other business. Uh, very interesting comments from Wigan Athletics captain uh, over the last couple of days, Sam Morsey. He said, the Wigan owners should have never been allowed to take over Wigan Athletic, which is uh, particularly interesting. We had a bit of a chat with David Cottrell on Monday and he mm. mentioned about uh, managers which are, unf- uh, not managers, sorry, owners who are unfit for purpose and the mm. EFL, the Premier League, not doing their job as, you know, as their fit and proper test is not worth the papers written on, really, is it? Um, si, he's absolutely, he's absolutely bang on. Well, David Cottrell, first of all, is absolutely bang on, by the way, because um, how anybody can get hold of a football club and not run it in the right way and the checks be done is disgusting. That's first and foremost. Um, am I surprised that the captain's come out and said it? Um, no, I'm not actually. I, I think it's um, he's speaking from the heart. He's speaking on on behalf of all the players. You know that um, uh, he's obviously concerned about uh, his livelihood. He's, he's concerned about his own contract. He's on. He's concerned about his own um, uh, his own move. Next move is he staying? Is he going? Uh, and and you can't blame him, you know. That I remember um, the tough times at Cardiff that uh, we went uh, quite a few months without getting paid. Uh, the PFA were involved, and and it's not just the players, you know. What I mean, and 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 I saw that firsthand because I had uh, the kit man Ian Lannan living with me um, for about three four months because he couldn't afford to drive up and down from 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 Bath every day. Um, couldn't put petrol in his car. He couldn't afford his rent, um, and it was it's heartbreaking, you know, because these kind of these kind of people love to work for the football clubs, uh, but. 
it's just they just can't they just can't carry on living because it's just it's just not a real real it's not the real world and and I do really feel sorry and obviously the captain there is coming out and speaking for everybody at the football club and um, and for me the quicker that football club can get uh, turned round the quicker the decision can get made let's start with that one the decision needs to be made so everybody knows the championship knows what what they're looking at and the fixes can get sorted out Wigan themselves can plan for next season selling buying releasing sorting the debts out the manager you know what I mean because listen Paul Cook done a, he's done a very good job by the way on uh, and he must he must have he must, and his hands must have been tied this season I feel really sorry for him I'd, and I'd love to have, have a good chat with him about about how he felt how he got his players motivated um, towards the season towards the end of the season because it must have been difficult uh, but ultimately they've got to go down they have to go down because rules are rules and uh, COVID-19 is not an excuse to go into administration, sorry, because every every man and his dog, team, fan, everyone everyone will do it for the club. Yeah, 100%, mate. Um, you mentioned uh, Cook, obviously stood down as manager. Um, he looked like he was fed up with it all by the end, i got to say. Were you yeah. surprised that he did step down after everything he's been through over the last few months? Uh, no, because I, listen, it's, it's sometimes it's a poison chalice, and I look at I look at a football club, and I look at that football club, especially that uh, they've been he's had the wrong owners since he's took over. Um, they're then going to get taken over by somebody else. Is that going to be better? Is it going to be worse? There's, you know what I mean? Who, who knows? Time will tell. You know what I mean? The grass isn't always greener. I know that, but at the same time, he will go into a good job because of the job he's done at Wigan, and people res- will respect him for um, walking away with his head held high because. He did keep Wigan Athletic in the league. He did. You know what I mean? Yes. You know what I mean? He's, he did a very good job. Um, the league will decide, I believe, in the next, hopefully, next few days, surely, uh, or next what week, that, so, um, that, that Wigan will go down because they have to go down due, due to the rules. And let's be honest, I, they, could, they could have stayed up. If they'd beat Fulham last game of the season, they would, they would have stayed up and that would have been an unbelievable achievement. Unbelievable. They started on that, the way they played in that game was ridiculous. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sitting, sitting back, playing for a draw, when you know that a win will guarantee you to stay up and you'll get your points deducted and that mm. out of the way, I think is ludicrous. But expecting you know, ex- Barnsley to lose, deserves, though. As much mm. praise as Cook deserves for the job, I think he did a fantastic job under tremendous pressure. Tactics, tactics down to him on the day. Um, yeah. And it's up to him to set up and go about his business. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they did expect Barnsley to win. Uh, Johnny says that... Uh, Cook looked broken in the end, which yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, you mentioned the appeal. Obviously, what will cause absolute mayhem is the you know it seems like a, it couldn't happen, but you just don't know, do you? Especially with the EFL, the way no. they've handled everything. Anything if, could happen. Anything if could Wigan happen. win their appeal, it's going to cause all sorts of tr- terrible trouble. Mm. Barnsley well, it's it's going to cause well, it's going to cause problems because uh, Barnsley will go to uh, the court of arbitration, uh, I believe, because that's the um, the football or sport court about wrongdoings, um, and then you will see probably every single League Two, League One club um, have their say, and they will also all go in administration because why would a League how can a League Two or League One or a Championship club get punished? If they haven't, it just doesn't just doesn't make sense to me. It's it's it, listen, it's just open to kind of worms. And, and to be fair, I, we we both said it quite openly on here. 
why did they wait? And why are they waiting now? Why, why didn't they make a decision before, before the last game of the season so everybody knew exactly what to do? It's just madness. It madness. Make any sense, mate, does it no. at all? Let's be honest. No. But, um, then, but, but then neither does um, the EFL not playing League Two and League One. So, uh, listen, I'm not surprised. No, 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 indeed. Um, and then lastly, we have uh, <laughs> the Premier League clubs circling. You taking a summer break with your time, my wife asks. I shouldn't check these. I shouldn't check those, these these comments. Well. We'll put it to a vote, Becky. We'll put it to a vote. So, if you if you agree with Becky, we should take a break. Then you tell us. If you if Becky should uh, pipe down, then you, you tell us also. So I'm happy with either. Thanks for that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, and finally, we got Premier League clubs circling the Championship players. There's also so we got. Uh, Eze of QPR being linked to West Ham. He was previously linked with Spurs in January. United were linked to him, I think, in the summer last year. He's very good about size. Goes... He's very, yeah, yeah, he's very yeah. good. Do you think he goes in this summer? Or this oh, 100%. 100%. And, and I think he'd be he'd be stupid not to. Or, or, listen, I think he'll leave. Uh, will he go to the Premier League? I think he probably deserves to. Or will he go to a team who's come down from the Premier League in order to go back up? You know what I mean? For me, he's got he's to have aspirations of going to the Premier League. And will he ever play for the Premier League? Will he ever play in the Premier League for QPR? No. no. For, for him specifically, I think uh, playing Premier League clubs in, then go. If it's a championship club, then no. You know, I just think just stay at QPR until the Premier League club comes. Keep playing week in, week out. Keep scoring goals. Because eventually mm. a Premier League club will come. If they don't come in this break, they'll come in January. I just don't see the point in moving mm. sideways for him at the age he's at. No. And listen, and, 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 and as well, Sam, we spoke about how important it is to play football. And yes. at the minute, he's playing 50 games a season and he's playing well, scoring goals, putting himself in the shot window. He needs to continue that. There's no point... Um, I'll use Jared Bourne as an example. So Jared Bourne's obviously signed for, for West Ham. Obviously, our West Ham followers will tell us um, how he's been. But I, I have noticed that he's been in and out of the side. He hasn't played regular football. Whereas when he was at Hull, he was playing every minute of every single game, scoring goals and, and ripping it up. And sometimes it's about uh, making sure that next step is the correct step and the right move. Yeah. Yeah, and I think at the end of the day, he's one of the big players in that team. So that's the other thing, isn't it? It's like... Do you want to go and be a bit power player at the end of the day? Um, uh, who else we got? We got Danny Loder is an interesting one. He's uh, leaving Reading on free by the looks of it. He's out of contract. He's been linked to Wolves. He's been linked to Leeds. Been linked to Palace. But he's also been linked to FC Porto. Uh, he's a, I think he's 18, 17, 18. Very young man. Uh, but he's done very, very... He's been one of the shining lights for Reading. Um... Where would you see him going? I, I can't hear you, Sai. Have you gone mute? I can't hear you. I'm still there. Can you not hear me at all? Right, okay. I'm going to go out and in. Carry on. Go out and come in. Oh, you're going out and coming in. Uh, if anyone's got any questions, uh, throw them in. Because as I say, we're going to talk about uh, Cardiff City. Uh, we're going to talk about Swansea City. Um, we're going to talk right. about... Uh, yeah, that's better. Uh, we're going to okay. talk about the playoffs, which is uh, which has been exciting during the last couple of uh, well, last week, couple of days, especially. 
Okay, sorry about that, mate. I don't quite That's know right. what happened to that. Um, so, did you hear me say about Danny Loder? Um, no. Right, so Danny Loder is leaving Reading on a free. Uh, he's not signing a new contract. Uh, he's 17, 18 years old. He's been linked to, to Wolves, to Leeds, to Palace. But he's also been linked to FC Porto. Uh, he's been one of the shining lights for Reading this year. Been one of the best, better players. You know, something yeah. positive to come out of the season. He's a young man. Uh, where do you see him going? Um, if if he's got his head screwed on properly and he's got the right people around him, the right people advising him, then FC Porto would be an absolutely ideal move because you look at Jude Bellingham, um, lifestyle, amazing. Um, football, very good. Champions League, Europa, Europa League. It, it, the chances are endless. Championship, he could, be a, he could be a league winner. He'd play a lot of football. He'd, he'd become technically better. Uh, so I think, uh, for me, it ticks all the boxes. Same as Jude Bellingham and... I would like to think um, that looking at people like Jude and looking at people like Jaden Sancho and looking at other people who've gone to, uh, to other countries, Gareth Bale, etc., that moving to another country now doesn't scare a British player anymore. Yeah, gamble on yourself. Um, yeah. I personally, I'd like to see him go to uh, Porto or Wolves, although I wouldn't be disappointed if he was to go to Leeds, but I think Leeds are going to spend some cash this summer. So yeah. how much is he going to play? Uh you know, you go to Porto for different reasons, I suppose, rather than necessarily playing week in, week out to start. You kind of gamble on yourself long term. You experience a different country, etc., etc., um, and you get some sunshine as well. Uh, yeah. Wolves, I think they they play lo- young players a lot. Um, they play football a certain way, which I think would fit the way he likes to play. Um, and we got Alan Brown of Preston again. Uh, one of the shining lights of the Brest Preston squad uh, this year, being linked to Newcastle and Norwich. Um, uh, this is a good thing about players who, who who finished just under the playoffs, uh, who've got an opportunity to progress onto better teams, who deserve that opportunity from having good seasons, and um, and these kind of players who don't get forgotten about because Preston had an amazing season, but then just just didn't finish the way that they wanted to and just missed out in the playoffs. So. It's nice for the, the better players or the so-called better players and uh, to get an opportunity to play higher or play higher in the, in the Championship or higher in the Premier League because they're obviously very talented, the Preston group. Um, and obviously the managers getting recognition, the players are getting recognition. So it's, um, it's all good for them. So it's, uh, I'm really, 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 really pleased that they're getting an opportunity. So he interests me a lot. Um, he's an Irish international. Uh, he's played for Ireland, 19s, 21s, first team. Uh, he's central midfielder. He's young. He's only 25, so he's got a good year. He's in the peak of his career. Um, he's been linked with uh, Newcastle and Norwich. I um, would be, wouldn't be would be disappointed if he was linked to Cardiff City, if he was going to stay in the Championship. I think he'd be a good fit for what they need. Uh, however, I think you know when you look at it from his point of view, a Newcastle would be a good move for him, I think. Yeah, I think it would be. And I think with the takeover not happening at Newcastle now, um, he, he'll obviously go in for me he'll probably go straight into the team and play so he's, he's got a better opportunity there now to go and play and uh, listen it would have been great for the Premier League for Newcastle to get this takeover but um, for me it's the level that they're probably they're working at and the level at the minute they probably deserve so I'm not, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it No uh, George Byers of a certain team down west had an exceptional yeah. season Yeah excellent uh, Listen to the, not to Newcastle just, yeah, not just him as well. I think uh, I think one thing over the last two games, especially, 
is some of their players have come out with even more glory than I think I should have given them credit for. And I, I, I think um, I think Brewster's really impressed me. I know he's only on loan, but um, it'd be interesting to see how Swansea go around and fit the, the, the hole which is going to be left by him unless they take him again. Because players like him don't come around very often and, and, and uh, he had a really good partnership with AU. Will it be able to keep him? Because apparently he's on he's on he's on big money. So listen, it's going to be swings and roundabouts in the championship. Obviously, we've got the uh, the money situation uh, with uh, with obviously the the obviously teams have lost a lot of money. So will the league be as strong? I believe it will. But will teams go and spend the same amount of cash? Let's just let's see. Indeed, uh, breaking news: Mid Sheffield Wednesday will start next season with twelve points deducted. Is that for the uh, money like irregularities? Is that what that was? That's uh, for finance, financial irregularities. Breaking spending rules. Yeah. Interesting that they get twelve points deducted for breaking spending rules, whilst Man City had their uh, their mm. ban lifted. Uh, you know. But then, but but then also Derby Not County can. But then Derby County can also go and buy Wayne Rooney. And they're not overspending. It, it, Listen, well, that's is. because it was funded. It was funded by that betting company, isn't it? Yeah, well, it so there's there's ways around different things, and um, well, if Sheffield Wednesdays have got anything about them, they'll they'll um, they'll appeal it, and the appeal will probably last for three seasons, like Wigan has, and it'll just it'll just drag on. It'll yeah, drag on. Ridiculous, mate. Um, I feel for Sheffield Wednesday though because they yeah, so finished the season poorly, and that is just like another. Uh, Could be the final nail in the coffin, the, couldn't it? Yeah. Kicking the nuts. And finally, Saeed Ben Rama has been linked to just about everybody in the world. Um, yeah, rightly so. Rightly Leicester, so. Villa. Um, I think I saw a link to Wolves, um, a couple of Spanish teams. Look, boy's been sensational. Brentford have to go up if they want to keep him, I yeah. think. Uh, yeah, they do. I do believe that, but... Uh, I still think they'll 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 have a fight on their hands to keep him because he's been he has been that good. He's been absolutely outstanding. And I watched the second leg the, uh, the other night, um, and he was just unplayable. Every time he got the ball, he was positive, taking people on, having shots. He's just he's just he's got everything. He's got the whole package, and he would fit the Premier League uh, like a glove. And uh, I, I'm really excited to, to to watch him play. And I, and you said Wolves there, and I could just see him on one side and uh, Adama Traore on the other, and just pure pace, attacking oh, prowess, and just then it would be it would be outstanding, absolutely special, outstanding. Yeah. Um, all right, just before we move on to the playoff semi-finals, question from Daylos there. Uh, he wants uh, why not this season like Wigan doesn't get it. Um, well, I'll leave that one to you, mate. You probably know better than me. Why not this season for Sheffield Wednesday's point deduction? Um, I think I think it's 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 a grey area, isn't it? You know what I mean. So going into administration um, means that you, that your points are deducted straight away. They've broken rules, so you know what I mean. I think I think they'll probably wow. affect them next season. Just to interrupt you, mate. There, sorry, I was just reading about it. If they had the point deduction this year, they'd have been relegated, bottom of the championship. But they really so yeah. So that is um, that is. Ah, see that. If I was Wigan, I'd not be happy. I know it's a different charge, mm. but like, but so the EFL in their statement have said they uh, the Sheffield Wednesday were not guilty of breaching its duty of utmost good faith to the EFL by deliberately conspe- concealing information. Well, 
makes they breach rules, but they're not guilty of doing it on purpose, basically, or not not mm. guilty of concealing the information purposely. Um, well, when I when, when I heard the EFL clear as mud. When I heard about uh, about the charge, uh, they were talking thirty points. So I think Sheffield Wednesday have done really well to to drive it down to twelve, and, and you only get twelve because what you've four wins, four wins can be achieved very quickly in a in a in a, in a good solid month. So the the, the it, they'll be they'll be happy with the outcome because if they brought the rules, regardless of the new or didn't know it, mm-hmm. they brought the rules, they accept the punishment, and they start next season minus twelves, but they can still get out of the trouble. Whereas this season. It would punish them twice, I believe, and it would be, you mm. know, what I mean, they, they get relegated because if they didn't know about it, then that's probably why that things are being passed on to next season. Yeah, that, yeah. I think, and that's, that's the only grey area that that, Here's that the, thing, the wording though. can. If you're Wigan and you're writing up your appeal last couple of days, you've been writing it away. Why you shouldn't have these points deducted? Surely you're going to bring that up. You're going to try um, and try and use it, aren't you? And yeah, say, well, oh, hang on a minute. Well, potentially, but yeah, I, I think. Uh, I know they're different. I think in a, a yeah, and I, and I think lawyer, in, in a court, in a in a in a court, if you're starting to if you're starting to uh, look at other teams, then you, for me, you're looking oh, even God, more yeah. you're looking even more guilty. So I think oh. if they can if they can prove if we can prove um, that they haven't they haven't done it intentionally, mm. then then they might get a, a reprieve. And they yeah. might get the, the points deducted again next season. So we could see Wigan and um, Sheffield Wednesday both in the bottom three for the first month of the season, or two, first two months of the season. Yeah, spot on. Uh, Rye said uh, Rooney to Derby County was a free transfer. So with that, what we're referring to is the fact that Wayne Rooney earns north of 200 grand a week. Derby mm. County cannot afford that. But the, on, the betting company, FIFA. which was yeah. emblazoned all over the place when mm. he was announced, and his um, his number and all this branding that they did when they announced it, it was very clear that uh, the I forget what the betting company was. Was it eight eight eight? Thirty two. Bet Betred thirty two. And he was yeah, he's number thirty two as well this season, yeah. isn't he? Never been yeah. number thirty two in his life before. No, I'm sure it's just a coincidence though. Oh yeah! Um, oh, listen, listen. It's 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 about it's about as clear as the weather in Derby. So let's be honest with that one. It's. Uh, start it's... me on the snow. Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. Um, okay, the playoff semi-finals have been played. We're going to start with the. Uh, I nearly said a word that I shouldn't say. Um, the people down west playing, <laughs> playing uh, Brentford City. Uh, Brentford City. Are they new? Brentford City. Swansea that... City won. Brentford City nil was the first leg result. A shock by Brentford the City. underdogs. You did it again. You just said it again, Brentford City. Yeah, I'm going to keep saying it now. Upset, yes. Of course it's upset. Swansea won. Upset, yes. Obviously, Swansea missed a penalty, which... <laughs> Probably deserved. They probably did. You know what? They played. They played all right. They, 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 they probably should have gone ahead with that with that penalty, but obviously missed it. Uh, but then, then the, the 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 controversy came with the with the with the red card for me and Henry getting sent off. Tough tackle, yes. Not a penalty. Uh, not not a red card. You know what I mean? If you're getting sent off for that, then the tackles which I saw uh, on what day are we on today? Friday. So what I saw on Wednesday night, uh, there should have been about seven or eight people sent off with. With, with some of the tackles that I saw because they're hard and fair, you know what I mean? For me, it's a yellow card and and that's it. And it, it, at most, so for me, it's it's it, 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 I think they, they probably deserve to go into the second leg uh, one nil up, but I think it's the best thing what happened to Brentford because they gave Brentford the massive shock to the system yeah. 
and it made them play well. They didn't even play well. They were absolutely outstanding for, especially the first half. Until Janssen, until Janssen gave me. I know we're going to go on another time. Until Janssen just gave him a chance. Cause that's all he did. He gave him a chance. Yeah, look, I thought um, Swansea were very, very good in the first leg. Um, never sending off was ridiculous. Uh, Brentford looked. Just I said last week, um, which is why I went for Swansea. I think in the end was that Brentford looked mentally shot. Mm. Um, it looked like it had really kind of taken out of them, missing out on, you know, when it was in their own hands, missing out on the, the automatics, etc., etc. I thought um, Swansea did very well. I thought Roberts for Swansea, what a player, mate. I really, yeah, excellent, really impressed excellent. me this year. Excellent. Um, and Rian Brewster being one of the highlights of the championship. Oh, he, he, uh, for me, yeah, he, he, he's led the line very well. He's neat and tidy. He gets in good areas. He's, he's, he's very dangerous. He runs, runs in behind. And, yeah, well, it doesn't surprise me. But I think as the, for, the, for the player, from the player's point of view, um, does he want to test himself in the Premier League? Does he want to show Liverpool that he can, he can do it at that kind of level and go to a, I don't know, a, a Leeds or go to a... Yeah. A team, a Villa, you know what I mean? Because it needs to be a good fit for him, mate. I think. Yeah, well, I, I do Play believe so. I do believe so. Yeah, those players. I do believe know, so. I can't wait to watch Glick try himself against some of these big boys. It's going to be really yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Um, yeah, I thought Ben Brentford poor first leg. Um, that missed penalties cost Swansea in the end. You know, in the end, um, in, the, in the end, yeah, I think it has. But I think. Uh, I think it was a shock to the system. I think obviously the manager losing three games on the on the, on the bounce for Brentford has has probably been the best thing in the end. Uh, yeah, listen, if they if they if they turn up on um, when's the playoff fans? It's Sunday. Yeah, is it Sunday or Tuesday? Whenever it is. Sunday, yeah. uh, whenever if they if they turn up to 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 the performance levels that they did in the first half on um, on Wednesday, they'll blow Fulham out the water because from if what they turn I saw, up like they did on Saturday. Fulham yeah. will destroy them as well. So. Yeah. But, but I think uh, I think the nerves got to Fulham yesterday, uh, and uh, well, we'll discuss. Yeah, that. we know we're going to talk Don't about jump that. Ahead but, now. Don't jump no, ahead now. No, I'm not going to jump ahead. But I think um, I think uh, I think Brentford, Brentford's attacking prowess, the way that they break, the football that they play. Um, for me, the the weak link um, is Janssen. I thought I thought the mistake what he made was just absolutely shocking, and for a player of his ability, because he's very good. He's he's he's, he's gone there on huge money. Um, to to try and flick the ball away in a playoff semi final is just 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 idiotic really in it you know and um, and listen I, I can't I, I I I did I did laugh out loud and I was I was giggling at what he did but if I was his manager I wouldn't be happy because if that if that had cost my team getting getting to Wembley getting to the Premier League yeah it's just it's just unforgivable unforgivable mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, I don't know why he was playing that, mate. Um, so, second leg was uh, Brentford 3, Swansea 1. They blew him out of the water, like you said, in the first half. Mm. Um, Ollie Watkins, oof, what a player. We'll oh, he's discuss, outstanding. We'll be discussing him a bit later. Outstanding. Um, but Henry, Henry for me, sir, you know what I mean? Because obviously yeah. the, the red One card got... One of the got, unsung got, heroes of the season, mate. But the red uh, card got, uh, got overturned. So, he obviously was allowed to play in the second leg. So, it was... Uh, it was a, a good thing for uh, for Brentford, uh, and just showed how much he makes Brentford tick. He wins the ball back. He gets them moving. He, he he's involved in every kind of attack. Gets the ball off the back three, back four. Gets the ball off the goalkeeper. Plays balls left, right, centre. He's just his passing range was just outstanding. And um, obviously the, the final game at Griffin Park, which is obviously was a, 
was going to be emotional, but they've they've got themselves at Wembley um, and thoroughly thoroughly deserved as well. By the way, thoroughly deserved over the course of the season. I'm just about they didn't go up. So I thought Swansea looked shell shocked. Um, and the early first goal, I think, is what did it for Swansea. It just really took the wind out of their sails mm. um, and just set them up to to and then to, to concede a second straight away yeah. was like that was it. They're mentally shot in so that side, game, before game the, management. But before the, before the first when goal, they scored they were that goal, and they when were they scored, when Swansea scored, they did. You know, they didn't play that badly. I didn't think Swansea. I just thought Brentford were that good in the first half. Um, again, Roberts, superb. Yeah, I think you've got to give Bruce credit where. You've got to give credit Grimes where credit's as well due. Is another one I think I've been quite impressed with. Yeah, this yeah, yeah, I totally agree. You've got to give credit where credit's due. I, I don't think um, I don't think Swansea started too bad. I thought they started the game really well, but then the first goal went in. Uh, they didn't compose themselves to give away the second goal. Didn't compose themselves. Got in at half time, and you know, I mean, the, the first thing that the last thing that the manager would have said, walking out of that door, would have been, stay in the game for the first five or ten minutes. Yeah. And what did they do? But 37, 38 seconds, they go three 0 down, and you're just not giving yourself an opportunity. And you know what I mean? The start of the first half not great. The start of the second second half not great, and all of a sudden you find yourself. Out, but credit where credit's due for Swansea. They did themselves proud. They've they've, they've they've achieved more than I ever thought they would have on, on what they've done this season. And that's not me being disrespectful and derogatory, by the way. I think if they'd have gone up, Swansea punched above yeah, their weight. If they if, if if Swansea had gone up this year, they wouldn't have been able to compete. So I think it's it's right that they they progress next year and and give it give it all give it all again and, and see where they can end up because they're a very good side. But the the recruitment's even more important this year. Than it was last year. Hundred percent, mate. Uh, I got a question for you and the people watching at home: Is Kyle Norton overrated? Because, in my opinion, he is massively overrated. Uh, every time I've watched him this year, I can't believe that he used to play for Spurs. Yeah, well, he played for Spurs. He played for Sheffield United. He's. I've always known him as a fullback, though. So yeah. when he when he played fullback, because it was him and Kyle Walker coming through. Him and Kyle Walker were at Sheffield United. Kyle mm-hmm. Walker went to Man City. Norton went to, uh, to Spurs and he went there as a left and right back uh, and and now he's playing centre-half of a three. He's getting a little bit older, a little bit more experienced but for me, he's not a centre-half and I think he gets bullied a little bit. I think he gets caught out of position and I think some of the goals, we're seeing, we're seeing the gap because of his positioning and unfortunately, he's he's got to play a part of, uh, of some of the goals that we've given away. Well, what you find is... Um... So, like, when Gary Neville used to play centre-back for United the odd time, when Luke Shaw has played centre-back for United uh, in a three, and when Carl Norton's played centre-back for Swansea, is they get lost positionally because they spend so much of their career hugging the touchline or tucking in and, and doing certain things. Um, and I just think that they sometimes struggle. It's yeah. not all, but sometimes they struggle when they go into that central position positionally. And I think Carl Norton has... Struggled a little bit, um, so yeah, Brentford make the final, um, and you know I really, really hope that they go through. Not just for you know the likes of like Reese Weston and people, um, but also for I just think Brentford. They've I've thoroughly enjoyed watching Brentford all season. Everything's in place, side with the new ground coming. You know everything. Everything couldn't be in a perfect position for Brentford moving forward. So everything is is ready for them to move forward as a football club. Indeed. Uh, okay, so the first leg on was this Monday during the show, wasn't it? Uh, Cardiff City yeah. were excellent for 15 minutes, and yeah. then they forgot how to defend. I thought I got to say I thought Mr. Harris got his team wrong 
in the first leg. I got he thought he got his tactics wrong in the first leg. Um, we'll discuss the second leg separately, obviously. But um, I thought Fulham were very, very good, particularly on the break and going forward. Um, it's a shame Cardiff couldn't keep the level that they had in that little spell up. But yeah. I think uh, I think so. You just hit the nail on the head there about the defending, and, and unfortunately, too many times this season, Cardiff have let in some really, really sloppy goals and goals yeah. which are unlike goals which Cardiff have given away over the last few years. You know what I mean? They've they've, they've, they've based themselves on um, being strong at set pieces, not giving not giving silly free kicks away. Um, I, I, I'm not going to whinge here and complain, but I, d- I did think the referee was very poor. Yeah. Um, I thought the second free kick was outrageous. Oh, God. Uh, you know what I mean? It's not a foul. It's not a foul. But it's if that's a foul, then there's loads of other fouls in, on the on the game. But that's I'm just nitpicking and, and I'm not, and I'm not using it as an excuse. goal in, mate, you've got no one to blame. No, I totally agree. Sack. And listen, like listen, you can't you can't give defense. goals you can't give goals away, and, and it's time in a goal side because for me, you look at the second goal. Yes, it's from a from a from a set piece, but at the same at the same time, you've got to see the game out. A one nil defeat, you're still in the game. A two nil defeat, yeah. you've got to, you've, you're chasing massively, and unfortunately, they didn't give themselves an opportunity because um, because Fulham just did enough in the second in the first game to to get the two nil lead, which is just it's, it's hard to claw back. A two nil lead, you know what I mean? Would, would have been so hard as well. Ah, oh, yeah, like, yeah. especially with the games back. being that close together as well, though, because yeah. it's not like uh, you can you can get it out of your system. You've got ten days before the next game, yeah. You went to the next game a couple of days later, and psychologically, it must have been so hard for the Cardiff City players to to turn it around very quickly. And um, but didn't seem to do them any harm, to be honest. Yeah, Cardiff didn't create barely anything in that first leg going forward, really. Well, um, not in the not in the second half, which I was which I was surprised. I think first half they had a they had a, a good few couple of chances, but they have got to take the chances. Um, they got in good areas, but didn't didn't really penetrate the goal. Uh, but second half. They didn't create anything, and they didn't get anything going, and 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 I think that's what disappointed me the most. That um, you had probably a, a main opportunity to to get the lead or to or to take something into the game, and unfortunately they didn't do it. Yeah, spot on, mate. Um, I got to say, I thought there's a few players in the Fulham side who I'm a big fan of, but that um, Cabano I think has been outstanding this year. So good, mate. Uh, yeah, outstanding. Very young as well, mate. To me, yeah, yeah. Some of the young players that the Scotty Park has got and. The way that the way that Scott tries to get him to play and, and how composed he is as a manager, uh, I think the, the the future's bright for Fulham if they don't go up. Yeah, yeah, oh, hundred percent, mate. You know, Fulham will be right up there next year if they don't go up. Um, second leg, Cardiff, they needed an early goal really badly, uh, and for everything which I thought uh, Harris got wrong. In the first leg, I thought he corrected in that second leg. Other than Bakuna played at right back, please stop doing that. Um, question for Cardiff City fans and yourself: Does Marlon Pack have something on the managers that means that he cannot be dropped from the starting lineup? Uh, I, th- I, I do think he brings. Uh, oh. He brings I, I, nothing that I Volks think, yeah. couldn't do. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Well, I think. Listen, I think for me, the biggest, the biggest shock was uh, was putting uh, Bakuna right back because for me, yes, he's not a right back, but he would have had a bigger, he would have had a bigger impact playing centre midfield, and that's the that's the bigger, big, the big, the biggest issue. And for me, he could have had, he could have put Marlon Pack right back. Uh, would have given him a little bit more height, a little bit more um, aggression with the with the balls getting get, balls getting pumped forward, and it would have been a right back. 
Um, he has been a right back, yeah, but he made he's made a couple of errors, hasn't he? Towards Patterson, the end of the season, so. right back used to be. Uh, well, no, for me, no, he's, he's more of an attacking threat and attacking player. I wouldn't, uh, I would, you know, what I mean, I think we, we still would have sat here for me complaining that, um, that why has he done that? Why has he made that kind of decision for me? So, I it, listen, um, for me, I think he, he second leg, he was he got his tactics spot on. Oh, no, he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. Um, for me, he got his tactics spot on second leg. I thought they were outstanding for long periods. I missed chances just to did. Um, I thought Fulham were um, diabolical. I'll be honest, I thought... Gee, I fair. thought their attitude was terrible. Made for yeah, pretty large ne- portions of the game, especially neg- defensively. Negative. Very negative. And I was really surprised. And, 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 and I don't know if anybody's seen Scott Parker's interview after the game. I thought he was very, very relieved. Um, yeah. he, knew he, got, he knew he got away with one. Uh, and, and Neil Harris was very frustrated and upset, and, and it just shows how, uh, how how the fine margins. Because you look at Glatzel's volley at the end, you know, I mean that goes in. It's it's just delirious, and and Cardiff so, want to win that game. But so with the Glatzel one, mate, um, that's you know, I, I I almost don't even count as a chance. Like if it goes in, it's a worldie. It's mm. it's a half chance. But Cardiff City had chances during the game, and they didn't take them, um, and. Without Lee Tomlin, we do lack creativity outside of chucking it up in the box. Yeah. Um, I'm a big Junior Hoylet fan, um, but I've watched uh, the last f- few games in full and I'm struggling to see why he's getting in front of a Mendes Lang or, uh, you know, previously Murphy. Obviously, Murphy's back in the side. And I saw a few people criticising yesterday on social media. I thought he did quite well in the first mm. half. Yeah, yeah. Um, he gives him some pace. He tries to beat a man, putting some good crosses, but the people weren't getting on the end of it. Um, you know, White hasn't really been given a chance. And I just look at Hoyler, and I I understand he works hard, and he you know he's got some qualities. Um, like we're not as reliant on him from set pieces anymore because we've got Volks and Rawls taking you know free kicks and stuff. Yeah. I just I struggle to see why he's. Still first choice, but you know, can't fault his, his work rate and his attitude. I thought Cardiff was excellent. I'd like to see, I'd like to see Cardiff City play two up front. I really would. Yeah. I think you know what I mean. I think it'll give them the way they play with wingers. It'll give them Glassel's more opportunities in the box. Him, yeah, well, he is. And and listen, I'd, I'd love to play up front with somebody like him because he's he's good in the air. He puts himself about. He he, he must be a dream to play with, but. It must be frustrating for him at the same time that he, if he wins a, wins a flick on or, or gets hold of the ball, he's, he hasn't got a lot of support close no. around him, you know. And um, listen, they've got wingers, abundance of wingers: uh, Murphy, Mendes, Lang, White. Uh, obviously, uh, with obviously Lee got injured yesterday, uh, so obviously it would have been a would have been heartbreaking for him if they had got got the got the final and not been able to play because obviously with a quick turnaround, it would have been impossible for him to be fit. But um, I'll ask you about Lee Tomlin in a minute. Um, yeah, no, it's, uh, but I think, finish, uh, but, but, but but then look at look at Fulham. Uh, I, I look at Fulham as well. Obviously, they missed Mitrovic for me, one of the best players in the league. Um, unfortunately, missed out with a hamstring injury. Will he be fit for the playoff final? You just you just you just don't know. But it's, it was a big risk to not play him if they are saving him for the final. If that was an arrogant choice, if that if that, if that was an, a, a, a reason to do it. But listen, yeah. if he's injured, he's injured. If he's if he's fit, he's going to play. In big games, you have to take your chances. Cardiff City didn't take their chances. And ultimately, that's what it comes down to. Um, Cardiff City have lacked creativity all season unless Lee Tomlin is either on the pitch or playing you know, playing well. Yeah. Um, 
I do not understand why Lee Tomlin. I asked you this over text yesterday. Why yeah. Lee Tomlin is on the bench so much? I know last night he didn't look fit even before mm. he got injured, um, but you know all season from Warnock to Harris, he is so often on the bench. Um, he obviously lost a lot of weight in the summer. He got, yeah. you know, he was got himself in the best shape he's ever been. I think he's been in the best form probably for about three seasons that he's been. I don't get it at all, particularly when outside of him we haven't really got a great deal of creativity, you know, in in open play. I feel so. I felt really sorry for him last night. You know, I've been there when when you get injured in big games because it must be it's so upsetting. Um, so listen, he needed to get in good shape, uh, and he's got himself in good shape. But I probably, and I think this has gone against the. Going to get gone against him that he's lost all that weight and he's lost he's probably got in best in the best shape he can in probably a, a too short space and it's probably to the detriment of because I know he's had he's had a couple of health issues as well this season with with illness so that maybe that's down to to losing weight he's you know what I mean he's, he's he's been in and out through injury and um but next season you know that he's that he knows exactly what he needs to do he needs to get a good preseason under his belt he needs to play week in week out. He's a standout performer in the league, not Cardiff City's team. He's a standout performer in the division. So, you know what I mean? Every single team would have Lee Tomlin in their side, 1 million percent. He scores goals, he creates chances, he's got that killer pass. He sees things that nobody else sees. Some of the things that I've seen this season, the Leeds United game, the pass weight, which, which set up uh, Glatzel's equaliser, I think, at 4-4. I've never seen anything like it in my life, you know what I mean? So, he's, 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 a, he's an absolute magician of a footballer. And... Um, and I'm so excited uh, for the future for Cardiff City because, but he needs to play. How can he create chances and score goals if he's sat on the bench? I've said all along, it's impossible. Mate, it's impossible. Right. So, but he also needs to be fit. And and I think yesterday he didn't look fit. He didn't look. Yeah, he didn't. You know what I mean? He didn't look fit. And I think his injury it was just a matter of time. But listen, you've got to take a risk because it's a playoff semi final, and the manager won't regret it. The player won't regret it because it's part and parcel of football. Because you. You've got to want to play, or you've got to try and play in these in these big games because they don't come down round very often. Yeah, spot on, mate. Um, just before we go on to our two ups and two downs, uh, Richie says in the chat, Nico Williams on loan for Cardiff next year would be good. I agree, that would be an incredible sign-in for Cardiff City. Would just be perfect in pretty much every way. Uh, would you agree with that, mate? Um, uh, yeah, I would. Yeah, because I think he's a very, very good player. We spoke about obviously with uh, David Cockrell. I think he's a he's a talented boy. Uh, he's obviously getting the best education ever. You know what I mean under a, under a manager like that and playing with the kind of player he is. So for me, you know what I mean. The progression is that he probably needs to play regular football. Uh, and for me, I think it would be a perfect fit now to go and do it. Yeah. Progress on to the Premier League. Needs to play week in, week out, doesn't he? I think he needs a full se- He needs a full season, yeah. And and then for me, that's the that's the only reason. That's the only way of doing it. Yeah, I think um, you know, I think he fits the bill for Cardiff City in pretty much every way. Um, he's a very, very good footballer. Look, um, and Cardiff do need a right back, so. Mm. And I think he would play. You know. Yeah, oh, he will. Well, he has to play. There's no, there's no point. Play, and we need pace. Yeah, there's no pace. point bringing him in. There's no point bringing him in if he's not going to play. Um, okay, then, mate. For before we do our little preview of the playoff final to finish off, who would you give your two ups, two downs to this week? So we'll go with ups first. Who you got? Uh, my ups. Uh, I've gone for Neil. I've gone for Neil Harris for second second leg. 
um, for his just uh, his, his tactic awareness and his going for the game and his substitutions and just everything about uh, everything about what he tried to push. You know, he, get, he got so many things wrong with the first leg, but I have to give him credit for the second leg because I just thought it was a it was game over and he had absolutely no chance. So he, he gave me a glimmer of hope and, and gave me an opportunity to eat my words, but at the same time get me excited for next season. Yeah, I've got my first up is uh, Ollie Watkins. Uh, I think he was just superb for Brentford, finishing, mm. taking those big chances in the big games. He's the man you want after a season, and um, hopefully Brentford will hold on to him because I think he's been an absolute revelation for you know someone who was a defender previously oh, well, to, 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 to adapt and score as many goals as he has. He looks very humble as well, you know. He looks really humble guy, and his interviews he comes across really well. So I, I really like him. Not just his goals either, like his all-round play. I think help like he's integral to the way Brentford play as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Who's your second up, mate? Uh, I've gone for similar. So I've gone for the BMW Strike Force from Brentford. So I've gone Ben Rama, Watkins, and Embuemo, and I thought they were all three of them against Bre- against ones who were absolutely fantastic, and nobody could live with the pace. The 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 trickery, uh, just the, the the just the threats that they have, you know. I've never, I've never came across a front three who play well together week in week out and cause the problems like they do, and it must be a nightmare for defenders. And, and uh, Fulham have got it all to do in the second leg, in order for them to get through the, to to the Premier League. Indeed, uh, my second up, I've given to Will Volks of Cardiff City, um, hasn't always been given that much playing time for Cardiff this year. He, sometimes he's been on the bench, uh, but I thought he really turned up in both legs, but particularly the yeah. second leg. I thought he was outstanding. And um, I think one of my frustrations with uh, Neil Harris and Warnock previously is that they Cardiff don't build their midfield around him and Rolls. I think if they can sign a really good, young, uh, defensive midfield player, and I mean, Volker can play in that role as well, and Rawls could. Yeah, yeah. But I think if you could sign a really good defensive young midfield player, whether on loan or permanently, to to sit between those two with Rawls on the left, Volks on the right, and then play Glatzel with two wingers either side, I think Cardiff City could do some real good stuff. Totally Particularly agree. if you've got like a Nico Williams at right back, that's looking yeah, yeah. tidy, as they say. Totally agree. Um, but I thought he was outstanding second line. And your first down. Uh, my first down, I've gone for um, the Brentford. I think he's a Brentford captain, Janssen. I thought his mistake in the his uh, mistake in the uh, there wasn't much to pick one. You know, what I mean, no, apart no, from no. tactics and things over the with only the two games. But I, th- I thought it was a criminal, criminal at best. I thought it was just laughable. But fortunately for him, it didn't happen. Didn't matter in the end. Yeah. So I had um, I had Janssen as well. Um, I'm going to go for uh, Swansea City defensively. Uh, I don't want to single out Kyle Norton again, but I thought defensively they were really sloppy in the second leg. Yeah. Um, could those goals have been stopped? You know, the three in yeah, short, well, quick succession. I they didn't have to do. They didn't have to do a lot, outside, did they? They didn't have they to do a lot to get behind them. Further up the pitch. Yeah, oh, there's lots they could have done. Uh, it was second down, mate. Um, and my second down is a referee uh, in the first leg of Brentford against Swansea for the red card because, uh, listen, I'm all for referees making a mistake, but go and get some advice. You've got two referees, uh, two linesmen, assistant referees. You've got a fourth official. Take advice before you make a decision in a massive, massive game because that, the 
people say about the playoff final being um, a hundred million pound game. That's just as important because that can yeah. that can shape and, and and define your season. And and when the when the EFL or the league or however may up, overturn the decision, makes the referee look a little bit stupid. Rightly so. Uh, and I also put I had Fulham's attitude. Uh, I didn't think they were at it. I thought they got rattled, and um, there was I'd say at least two or three players who I thought. Just looked not like they can't be bothered, but like they weren't at it. They weren't yeah. concentrating. They weren't psyched up. Like you look at the goal which Tomlin scored. Could um, could the boy do better to clear that, or like is that like a bit sloppy? Just letting it sort of hit your knee, and I don't know. In a big game, I'm looking. No, for listen, my players sorry, to I, really I think and concentrate. What's the holy grail at the end of it, size si, is a, a place at Wembley, place in the Premier League. If you can't throw your body and your face in front of a ball, it's, it's listen, just something wrong. Spot on, mate. Okay. Uh, so, very, very quickly, uh, you won the predictions 1-0 because you had the, I think it was the second leg. Clinching. To Brentford to win. Uh, so, for the final, we're just going to give our score predictions. Um, so, playoff final, Brentford versus Fulham. What do you think will be the score? Um, I think Brentford will win. Uh, if I'm going to pick a score, I'd go Brentford to win 2-0. Okay, I'm going to go Brentford 3-1. And you're going to go Brentford 2-0. Okay, so that's our predictions. For that, leave your predictions in the comments. Uh, people, my friends, what do you think the score will be in the playoff final? Who is going to win? Who is going to get to the Premier League? And uh, finally... Uh, I just want to say to the person who asked if we're going to bring back the award-winning feature that is Geordie Bingo Lingo, who, uh, who asked me the other day, I can safely say that we will. It will be back, but I don't know when. We'll have a show on it. We'll have a, we'll have a, show. We'll have a whole we'll have a... show on, jo- <laughs> on Northern culture. We'll all have, uh, well, you'll all be, te- you'll all be talking uh, smoggy by the time you finish. Smoggy. Um, right, to finish then. Let's announce the Andy Campbell Andy Campbell f- show player of the year results. So um we put up we've made our suggestions. Someone really didn't like that I suggested Jude Bellingham, even though I explained why in the show. I wasn't gonna explain it again. It wasn't necessarily saying he's been one of the players that, like the best players in the league. I explained my reasons. His age, etc., and the way he plays, and you know, everyone's entitled to an opinion. Uh, so, I think that was. I think that, I think that's a difficult thing, side for me. That people um, people don't like other people's opinion, but the the, the no. joys of the joys of football and the joys of of being able to select uh, a group of players who've impressed you. Because it doesn't matter if the lads played ten games or he's played forty six games. It's about uh, it's about who's impressed you as an individual. You know that that. Uh, the 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 amount of players that we could have picked was was endless. Yeah, it's ridiculous, mate. Like you know I, I mean? there was so... loads of players I left out, and I was a bit disappointed to leave them out. Okay, so the the candidates were Mitrovic, Pereira of West Brom, uh, Jude Burlingham, Luke Ayling, Matthias Glitch, and Ollie Watkins. So the top three were Matthias Pereira, uh, second was Alexander Mitrovic and the winner of the Andy Campbell 
landslide. Football championship show with a massive 70% of the votes was Ollie Watkins. Congratulations to Ollie Watkins. I'm absolutely, you know, it couldn't have happened, couldn't have, couldn't have been given to anyone else that I'd be more pleased for. I think he's mm. been superb this year. Um, I was surprised. I was, I, was, I, was, I was surprised with um, how how little like uh, Klitsch got. Klitsch got yeah, you know I what I mean. Got, but, but but listen, no I think um, I think with I think with the amount of goals that Ollie scored and 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 how he entertains. And I said it earlier about about how humble he seemed. And I seen his interview the other day, and he he just seems like a genuinely excitable young man and wants to and can't wait to play at Wembley. By the way, so I'm really excited to see the playoff final. See see how he does. Yeah, is he on Twitter? I don't know. I've, I've never come across him. Doesn't seem to be, mm. um, which is unfortunate because I would have, I was going to send a tweet out congratulating him. But there we go. Um, so yeah, there's your player of the year. Do you guys agree? Do you disagree? Let us know in the comments and stuff. Uh, obviously, as you download it and stuff. Uh, my personal choice, by the way, just for anyone if anyone was confused, I thought that Mateus Galich was the player of the year in the championship this mm. year for Leeds. I thought he was absolutely not not too Bellingham. Not too Bellingham. No mate. <laughs> Right. I might, I might, might champion Jude Bellingham as the best player ever now, just to <laughs> go on Twitter and go on Twitter, reaction. go on Twitter, yeah. Jude Bellingham is the greatest player I have ever seen play football ever. Literally, never seen anyone play football like him. He's a god. Mm. Um, but no, I think Ollie Watkins is a good choice. It wasn't my personal choice, but I can absolutely get behind it. Um, guys, we've gone a little bit over. Um, if you have any questions, you've got 60 seconds to get them in as I plug some stuff. Uh, Monday, we have a live Andy Campbell football show, 7.30 kickoff with ex-Everton, Cardiff City and Wales captain, BBC pundit, Mr. Kevin Ratcliffe. And I cannot wait to have a chat with Big Kev. Uh, what a career. FA Cup winner. Youngest Amazing. FA Cup winner. Uh, winning, youngest FA Cup winning captain at one point. Uh, superb player, Welsh legend. Really looking forward to having a chat about him, uh, a chat about him, with him, about his career, etc. Uh, check out youtubecom Podcast Nation. Please subscribe because um, got some great shows, great shows coming up. Uh, got a returning conspiracy theory show, which was recorded the other day because people kept nagging me to do it, including Reese, who I do it with. Uh, so we'll see how that goes, whether it stays around. Um, but we'll see if, if people like it. Massive shout out, as usual, to Black Diamond Sports for all the support. Again, global sports agency who represent uh, sports stars from all around the world. And uh, if you've got a, a young, you know, a young footballer or someone who's looking for an agent, uh, I highly recommend them. They give you the all-round experience. And um, yeah. Uh, check out their links in the in the description below and also massive thank you to bespoke uh, financial Dan Ralston who specialize in life insurance critical illness income protection mortgages and sports cover for sponsoring the show really really appreciate them Andy I appreciate you mate thank you for your time love it uh, mate. it's been uh, it's been amazing loved it you know what I mean obviously disappointed with the with the outcome uh, this week, but listen, it was always going to be a tough ask. Uh, you know what I mean? For me, you said it earlier about about Cardiff that they they they're probably overachieved, and I like Swansea did a little bit. Um, but for me, the best two sides in the playoffs are going to meet 
and battle it out to see who goes in the Premier League. Spot on, Med. Spot on. It's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be good. Obviously, we'll be talking the playoff final next week. But in the meantime, join us Monday. Uh, check out the new show as well, which will be dropping on Sunday. And uh, we will see you on Monday evening, 7.30 live. The Andy Campbell Football Show, exclusively on Ace Podcast Nation. Thank you, you to everybody who's tuned in. My mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance. It sounds like something to protect my brother and me, but I don't really understand. Then my Auntie Louise told Mummy about Bespoke Financial Teesside. She said they're a local company who helped her with her life insurance. Mummy got in touch and because they're based locally, a man called Darren was able to come to our house. He was really friendly. Darren stayed for a cup of tea and made it all really easy to understand. He said that life insurance will protect our home and family if anything bad were to happen. Like if Mummy or Daddy got sick, then we'd get enough money to take care of us and our house would be paid for so we wouldn't get taken away. After an hour, Darren said goodbye and Mummy and Daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted, we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. I belong, I belong to you. I belong, I belong to you. Do just what you want. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.